The Mariners have won seven games in a row and are now just two back of first place in the American League West. Can they keep the streak going an inch even closer to Texas tonight? Let's talk about it here on the Locked On Mariners podcast. Colby, hit it. You are Locked On Mariners, your daily Seattle Mariners podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Ahoy, sailors. It is Tuesday, August 22nd, 2023. This is Tidy Gonzalez and Colby Pattenhead for the Locked On Mariners podcast brought to you by Bird Dogs. Go to birddogs.com slash locked on MLB or enter promo code locked on MLB for a free white tech hat with any order. You won't want to take your bird dogs off. We promise you. Thank you so much for making us your first listen. Subscribe, like, and turn on alerts if you're watching on YouTube or subscribe and leave a five-star review on your preferred podcast platform if you like what you hear. And if you're part of the crew and rock with us every single day, let us know in the comments below. And if you want to hear from us even more, please consider signing up for our Patreon. You can now get a free seven-day trial. Check out the show. The link as well as our social accounts is in the description of this episode. And on the show today, we'll talk about tonight's matchup with the White Sox. And if anything will come of the tension we saw late in last night's game after Jose Caballero was hit by yet another pitch, we'll also talk about expectations for Brian Wu and his return tonight. Uh, but Colby, let's start with last night. The Mariners win 14-2 over the White Sox. Luis Castillo gives them seven strong innings, 14 runs. That's the most the Mariners have scored all season long. And they did it without Julio Rodriguez in the lineup. He got the day off yesterday so expecting him back at the top of the Mariners order tonight uh Colby who is this offense and what have they done with the Seattle Mariners well it's pretty clear Julio's been holding them back um mm -hmm. new season yep. high and runs scored uh yeah so I don't know uh you know really, well I guess I do know what's going on right Julio Teoscar Ty um they all got hot at the same time and even the the struggles of Gino are relatively minor right now. Like he's not cratering like we've seen in the past. He's still finding a way to produce some a uh, little bit. Cal Raleigh right now is just on another planet when it comes to hitting homers and hitting the ball hard. Um, and you're getting some pretty consistent contributions uh, from basically every every person in the lineup is is getting a hit or getting on base. Um, the only guy who didn't get a hit, uh, there are two guys who didn't get a hit last night, uh, were JP Crawford who walked twice and Mike Ford surprise. So yeah, everybody, everybody else had at least a hit. Um, I think everybody with the exception of Mike Ford actually got on base twice. Uh, so mm. yeah, it was, uh, it was, a, it was a good night and, and obviously, uh, you're also getting something from your second base position because, um, you know, because Josh Rojas is starting to heat up a little bit, uh, three more hits last night. Uh, so yeah, you, you basically what's happened is, is that your stars have carried, uh, you know, your all-star quality players have carried for the last, you know, week or so, but you're also getting serious contributions from role players. There's really just not a black hole in the lineup right now, uh, unless you want to count whatever position Mike Ford's playing that day. Uh, so yeah, it's just, it's a long lineup. It's, it's a lineup that has, you know, two or three guys right now who are playing their absolute best. And then you have two or three more guys who are, you know, contributing fairly regularly. And then you have the final 
three guys are well two of the final three guys are not disasters at the plate they can still get a hit they can still draw walk um so yeah you just it's a deep lineup right now and and uh yeah everybody's kind of feeling it so uh there's good at bats from the top of the lineup all the way down and uh that's just putting tremendous amount of pressure on pitching staffs to you know more or less be perfect and, and they don't get an easy break um even when we think they do because then brian o'keefe goes two for three with a two rbi double or, or something like that so yeah that's just everything's just kind of clicking right now mm-hmm. um and you know it's not like they face the murderer's row of pitchers uh but you know yeah. they did they tag for amber uh pretty hard yeah. so yeah. uh you know it's it, you know they did tag hunter brown who's not mm-hmm. terrible so it, yeah, they face some scrubs along the way, but they've also faced some pretty good starters, and and they put up runs all the same. Well, and the good news is that they are handling the scrubs well, mm-hmm. right? Like they're doing what they need to do against guys like Tuki Tucson. Um, looking through the the box score real quick, I believe Dominic Canzone was the only Mariners starter last night to not get on base twice. Uh, he did, however, have his uh, second Mariners home run. Um, you know, Ford was uh, robbed on that great catch by Luis robert as well but obviously he's uh yeah, he's going through it right the now. only thing that matter ty right he's going through it right now though uh josh rojas is starting to heat up though three hits for him last night couple hard hit balls nice to see out of the nine hole i mean like that's way better than anything you've been getting from or, or that you got from colton wong for most of the year so if uh rojas can keep on doing that if he can keep on giving you hits here and there that's a significant upgrade uh but yeah like you said everyone's pretty much clicking right now and you know obviously that means that there's probably going to be some regression but for now let's enjoy the hell out of this ride because it's been a lot of fun uh cal raleigh has to be from uh, from the left side at least has to be one of the most fun hitters i've ever watched in my entire life that dude when he is on from the left side of the plate he smokes baseballs like it is disgusting what he does at the plate from the left side the right side eh, not so much but left side cal raleigh is elite dude elite. right side cal raleigh isn't terrible um, he's not terrible but he, he's nowhere he just, near left side cal raleigh he's very susceptible to breaking balls in the middle of the plate <laughs> as a righty yeah. um he'll swing over the top of those whereas you know if you're uh if you're a righty and you you hang a curveball like cal's probably gonna hit it hard uh so yeah uh cal i believe is i didn't realize that he had six ribs last night i knew he had the the couple of home runs and then he missed a what would have been his first home run of the night by like a couple feet on the double but still like i didn't know he drove in six runs last night Jeez. yeah the weather report says that if if conditions were calm uh in the first inning that would have been a home run he would have had three um but yeah you know cal's on kind of another planet right now too uh he's not you know going 17 for 22 or anything like that and sure sure he'll still have a probably an app at a night where you're just like Oof. i mean that's mm, i'd like that to clean up a little bit but yeah he's he's smoking the ball like pretty much every game uh he's have he's putting up one or two hard hit balls and, and he has eight home yeah. runs this month and i think 15 since the break like he yeah. is just it's just insane uh what cal's doing right now and and you know the mariners need it and uh, you know, the, the buffer of Tom Murphy's not really there either. So they, yeah. they need Cal to continue to produce from this spot. And, and he has, and Hey, you know what? Cal Raleigh is now, uh, as of today, he is now tied with Will Smith for the highest F war amongst all catchers in baseball, all qualified catchers in baseball. Sure. Um, <clears throat> I think Jonah high might still be slightly ahead of him. 
what is Cal's WRC plus up to? 113. Okay. Okay. Yeah, he was kind of hovering around league average for most of the year. I think it was like 95 to 100 for most of the year. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, really nice to see. And, you know, we were talking about lineup construction yesterday. Uh, and I think, you know, when there's a righty on the mound, you have to get Cal in the top four of your lineup. Have to. Like, dude's just seeing the ball so well right now, and he is destroying everything um, yeah. that he's he's putting the bat on. So it's uh, it's it's awesome. He's so much fun to watch. Uh, this offense in general right now is so much fun to watch. I mean, Teo last night had a couple of rough at bats, but he also ended up collecting two hits. Still had the two run home run. He's still pretty hot right now. So you know that's gonna that's just gonna be the thing with Teo, right? Like the strikeouts. That's always going to happen, even when he's hot. But uh, if I mean, if you can get games like that out of Teo from your five spot and maybe your six spot once Julio comes back, I mean, your lineup is, is in a really, really good place. So, yeah, so just super stoked by everything that we're seeing out of this Mariners uh, lineup, especially last night. And uh, going to add Julio back to the mix tonight. So uh, looking forward to that. Uh, so let's talk more about tonight's game. Brian Wu is making his return to the mound. Going up against Mike Clevenger, you can catch all the action on the Mariners' hometown broadcast with SiriusXM via the SXM app. Uh, let's talk about all of it in just a moment. But first, a reminder, this episode of the Locked On Mariners podcast is brought to you by Bird Dogs. Now, there's nothing in this world that's more comfortable than a pair of shorts from Bird Dogs. Coming in a variety of colors with breathable, stretchy fabric and built-in underwear, Bird Dogs shorts are perfect for going to a barbecue, chilling on the beach, taking in a baseball game, just lounging around the house. In fact, they're perfect for recording a podcast in. Trust me, I would know. And not only do they have a wide selection of shorts, but they also have joggers, sweatpants, polos, and more. It's time to look good, feel good, and play good. Go to birddogs.com slash MLB or enter promo code LOCKEDONMLB for a free white tech hat with any order. You won't want to take your bird dogs off. We promise you. And you're listening to the Locked On Mariners podcast. Thank you again for making us your first listen. Again, you can catch the White Sox and the Mariners game two of this series tonight on the Mariners hometown broadcast for SiriusXM via the SXM app. Again, that's going to be Brian Wu against Mike Clevenger. And uh, we'll talk about our expectations for Wu in, uh, in a little bit here. Uh, but I want to start here, Colby. Last night, Jose Caballero came into the game late. He was hit by a pitch on his elbow by Brent Honeywell and the uh, the Mariners dugout took exception to it. Nothing came of that. Uh, the first base umpire had to uh, settle them down a little bit. Uh, what did you think about all that? And do you think this might carry over into tonight? Yeah, it was a little weird uh, that the Mariners seem to take such exception with, with Cabby getting hit. Like I get it. He's been hit a lot on this road trip. Um, and we don't know what's happening behind the scenes for all we know, something was said pregame or, or, you know, we just, we don't know, but that was a little weird, a little overreactionary, a little, um, aggressive. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I'm not overly concerned about it. The Mariners are in the middle of a playoff race. So I, I don't think that they're going to risk a suspension. Uh, but, uh, yeah, you know, the white Sox also, um, they don't care. And I mean that both in the good way and the bad way, they clearly have given up on the season. They're going through the motions right now. Uh, and you know, might they take a shot at the Mariners again? Uh, maybe they might, but, uh, or for the first time, maybe, but, uh, yeah, I, I thought it was weird. I thought it was a little, a little overprotective. Uh, I get it. You know, cabby has been hit a lot for as few at bats as he's had this year. Uh, France had been hit earlier in the game. So I don't know if maybe that was, 
part of it or, or what what the deal is there. But uh, yeah, I thought it was a little weird because when when it happened, I didn't think for one second that that was intentional. It was like nine to one already. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, that game was fully in hand. Maybe what the Mariners were taking exception with was just like, look, we we won this game. Just throw strikes. Let's just get out of here. Maybe that's what it was. But still, I don't. I don't have any issue with that, really. I know that Cabby's been hit a lot. He's been hit five times now on this road trip alone, 17 times, I believe, on the season in total. Um, but still, like, let's not risk anything happening here. You know, Colby and I, we're, we are a team brawl, but I would more prefer if, if they are going to get into a, a scrap with a team that it would happen earlier on in the season, not when they're playing their hottest ball of the year where they would risk, you know, suspensions or potential injuries anything like i don't really want them to to get into any sort of uh altercation here uh, if they don't need to uh so yeah so i would just prefer that the mirrors chill on that i don't really know why they were uh, going too hard with it because even after first base umpire you know warned them to just you know cut it out they still kept on twisting the knife a little bit you know julio and, and uh, gino at the top of the step were still talking a little bit Let's let's let it go. It, it's fine. You won the game. You kicked their ass. Just let the scoreboard do the talking, and let's just move on. Um, but yeah, hopefully nothing you know carries over into tonight. Because again, that's that's really my concern, right? Is just suspensions. You know, anything that would break up the momentum of what you got going on right now. Because you are so so hot right now. Yeah. You are. Uh, so yeah. So you don't want to do anything that that messes that up. Um. So Brian Wu is back uh, tonight, making his first start in the last couple weeks. Uh, we still don't know if it was a fan of my Alston or or whatever. We really won't know. I mean, maybe we'll we'll know. We'll be able to use deductive reasoning here to to tell if that was you know that or not. Uh, we've talked a little bit about this over the last couple shows, but what are your expectations for Wu specifically tonight? Yeah. Um... I, I I'm not sure. Here here's the the beauty of of last night's game that can impact today's game. Uh, bullpen got a full reset. I mean, no disrespect to Bizarro or or McCacken, but they're barely a part of this bullpen. One of them is getting sent down today. Um, you know, so those are the only guys you use because you know Luis Castillo showed just how little respect he had for the White Sox lineup by finishing his outing, throwing 47 straight fastballs. And I think, I think yeah, the White Sox got two hits out of those 47 fastballs. One of them was a, was a jam shot that, that fell into left field. So yeah. yeah. Um, if there really is a problem with the White Sox hitting the fastball, that's great because that's Brian Wu's bread and butter. And, and he has a shot to, you know, rack up some outs here, but I don't think they need to push it because they do also have the off day on Thursday. So the bullpen is going to be in good shape, uh, you know, uh, regardless of how many innings they have to cover tonight. Uh, so I, I don't know. It'll be interesting to see if the Mariners try and take them, like let's say it's three to nothing or whatever after four and the Mariners take them out. You know, maybe that's that's a sign that, hey, let's let's, you know, ease up here a little bit. But uh, mm-hmm. yeah, I, I think for me, the, the first thing I'm always concerned about when a guy comes off the IL, um, and again, we don't, know if this was phantom or not but either way um i'm always concerned about command uh you know can you keep the ball out of the middle of the plate because you know the white Sox. well the the lineup is bad like that that's a bad offense robert can hurt you eloy can hurt you 
um, you don't want to make a mistake to Ben attendee or, or, um, or sheets or anybody like that. So, uh, you do have to stay out of the middle of the plate, but I do. I, my one concern isn't so much how many innings can Wu give you because they might short script him anyways with how good of a shape, how good of a shape the bullpen's in. Mm-hmm. Um, my main concern is can he, you know, not implode and just kind of take you out of the game in the first two or three innings as he's trying to find his fastball command. That that's mostly what I'm concerned about. So we'll see. It, it's. It's a pretty righty heavy lineup, if I'm remembering correctly. Just two or three lefties in there, so mm-hmm. it, it's a lineup that and a matchup that should benefit Wu and what he's currently capable of doing. Uh, so my just my concern is just stay out of the middle of the plate. Don't walk guys though, um, and you know just go go your four or five innings, whatever it is, and, and just you know keep your team in the game. Let this offense work. So uh, yeah, I'm just I'm looking. You know, the easiest thing to tell is fastball velocity, Z95, 96. Uh, but I think command and control are, are equally important here. So is he in the middle of the plate or is he on the corners? Yeah. And I think if he's on the corners, that gives you a pretty good idea about where he's at physically. Yeah, if it's the same lineup as last night, it'll be four lefties, I believe. Ben Attendee and then uh, Colas and then the two switch hitters and uh, uh, Moncada and Grandal. So yeah, so it's still going to be a, a righty, um, righty favored lineup uh, for the White Sox. Uh, so yeah, we'll see how it goes. I mean, just if he can give you five, great. Totally cool with that. Um, you know, cause I, I think the, the mirror's offense should be able to, to get the job done here. And, uh, I mean, Mike Clevenger's having a pretty decent year and he's had a good stretch here over the last seven games, but they've also, you know, and this isn't really how this works, right? Because it's different teams, different rosters, but they have historically owned Mike Clevenger. He's running like a seven, six ERA against the Mariners in three starts. So uh, I think they should be able to take care of business here. And um, if Wu gets a comfortable lead and he's able to give you five and you can just hand this thing off to the bullpen, huge success. Huge success, especially with the uh, the day game tomorrow. Um, got George Kirby on the mound. Hopefully he can give you, you know, six or seven. Um, and uh, get, out of, get out of Chicago looking good and head into the off day feeling pretty good about yourself before you play Kansas City and Oakland at home. So, I think there's a pretty good chance here that the Mariners can uh, can sweep this team. Uh, the, this is kind of the the big factor tonight. Um, I feel pretty good about tomorrow's game, uh, but this kind of leads me to to the last thing that I wanted to talk to you about is is the division, right? Because we've talked about how many wins the Rangers have had banked, but Mariners have won seven in a row. Rangers have lost four in a row, and all of a sudden the Mariners are now two games back. So, I mean it it's impossible to not talk yourself into the division at least a little bit, but how are you feeling about this right now? That it's still unlikely. Um, but simple fact of the matter is if you get to the last, you know, two weeks of the season and you're within two games, you play the Rangers seven times. Like yep. it's very much a, a realistic possibility, but I think that's the the mark. You have to be within two games when you start that, that last 10 game stretch. Um, because you know, Texas has handled you this year, so they are probably going to have the tiebreaker. I think they're five and one against you. So they have to win just, uh, two more games, uh, out of those seven to have the tiebreaker. So you have to pass them. So in reality, you're more like three games back. Um, so I, I would say that uh, the division's still unlikely, but it's definitely higher than zero. Uh, and uh, yeah, so I, I obviously you're still watching the Texas scoreboard, and mm. uh, it's 
I'm not going to say that it's it's impossible because it's certainly not. You're two games back. You can absolutely you can make up two games in the next two days. Like there's yeah. a chance you come home on Friday and you're leading the division. It's a small chance, very small, but it's not zero. Um, but I, I think for me, you know, as long as as long as you're staying close, you're within uh, shouting distance of that division lead. It's it's a very realistic possibility. Uh, I, I do think Texas will start to play better, um, but yeah, and obviously the Mariners are at some point again going to drop three in a row or something like that. Might they go go on to win seven in a row right after like they have this time? Sure, they might. But at some yeah. point they're going to drop some games. Like this is going back and forth. Uh, but if you get into the final month of the year and you're within three games, you have a legitimate shot. Of, of anything oh, yeah. and then uh so yeah I, I understand the excitement that's great um it, it does seem kind of like there is i guess i would say like the the most important thing about being that close to the division is that there's another out so to speak yeah uh, there's another playoff spot open to you so instead of just fighting for that number three wild card spot and that's your only way in now you could possibly win the three you can win the two you can win the division uh, you might even run down the the race. So that's four of the six playoff spots that you could yeah. conceivably win. Uh, and that that's huge uh, to have more than one path uh, to the postseason. So uh, yeah, it's uh, it's it's certainly exciting, uh, but it's ultimately going to come down to how well you play over the next six weeks, five weeks yeah. now. Uh, and uh, yeah, I, I, if it comes down to the final series of the year, awesome. Yeah. That's- that sounds incredibly nerve wracking, but also really <laughs> fun, really, really freaking fun. But yeah, I mean, you know, and I hate I hate this term, really, but there's a pretty good chance you might control your own destiny here as far as the division goes when you get towards the end of the season. Um, I mean, like technically, if I think they have 37 games left, if you go 37 and oh, you're winning the division. So, yeah, technically. Well, sure. but but i I mean you know like if you if you handle business against texas at the end of the year you might win the division that way right so um yeah so just keep winning series keep winning Mm -hmm. ball games and uh maybe we could have a a pretty fun but anxiety inducing a couple of series against the texas rangers at the end of uh the end of september and the start of october good lord those 10 games might kill me yeah, um, yeah, especially and, not, and we like won't even division. be in the playoffs yet. Yeah, and there's no, there's playoffs to be played after those series. Like, <laughs> you're not even going to be like clinched a playoff spot when those ten games. Yeah. You're so like it's yeah. not only are you like oh we're trying to pass Houston and we're trying to pass Texas for the division. We're trying to push back the Blue Jays from yeah. You know, but also if you get playoffs. smoked, you could like yeah, lose out on like, the playoffs entirely. Yeah, yeah. Good yeah, Lord. that's that's can gonna we, be. Can we just win like the next like twelve in a row just to kind of like? Great. That'd be great. That would, that would be, be incredible. But uh, but hey, nah. man, if you if you do take care of business, new banners going up in right field. That'd be pretty cool. <laughs> sure, and we'll see how people complain about this one. Uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, uh, you, you, like Ty said, you just got to keep winning series. At the end of the day, yeah. like you could you could just as you could just as easily drop today's game as you could win it. It's not mm-hmm. the end of the world. You pick it up. You're in a good spot. You have a full game buffer, uh, you know, so one loss isn't just going to like you just kind of been yo-yoing back and forth here. But now you yeah. have a full game. So even if you lose and Toronto wins today, it's like, OK, we're tied. We have the tiebreaker, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. So take a deep breath. They're going to drop a game they shouldn't drop. They're going to the bullpen's yeah. going to blow a lead or something like and this is mostly me talking to me. Uh, the the, <laughs> the offense is going to go quiet for 
you know, two or three days in a row and, and they're going to struggle against bad pitching at some, like all these things are going to happen in the next mm-hmm. 37 games. Yeah. But if they win 25 of them, you have to feel pretty darn good about your chances of getting into the playoffs. And I don't even think they have to win 25 of them. Yeah. Like my thing has been 90 all year, get to 90. And I think you have a very good shot and they have to go 20 and 17 down the stretch yeah. to get to 90. Yeah. And every day that number gets closer and closer to 500. So okay. yeah. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm not saying like they have to sweep Kansas city. They have to sweep the white Sox. They don't, they have to win these series. That's it. Mm-hmm. Just take two out of three repeatedly over and over again. Um, because you've done the hard part, right? You've done the part where you've won your 17 of 20 or whatever it is like yeah. just insane numbers. Now you just have to just win series. You're going to drop a series. That's fine. Don't panic. Just win the next one. Like, you know, and there's going to be stretches where, you know, you're going to go five and five in a 10 game stretch. And that's going to be perfectly okay. Even though you drop like a game and a half in the standings, like it's going to be okay. Just relax. Self, self, self therapy with Colby Patnode. Promo code CTZ. (laughs) Check out. (laughs) But uh, yeah, it's, again, you know, when you get to the final 37 games, it's tough to say a lot of baseball to be played because it's not, but also it kind of is like, yeah, I mean, a lot can happen in six weeks, especially when a lot has changed within the last six weeks for the Mariners. Right. I mean, especially when like your, your position in the playoffs right now is tenuous at best. Yeah. Despite how well you're playing, like you're a bad bad couple days and you're on the outside looking in again. Yeah. Yeah. So we'll see how it goes. But uh, yeah, obviously the Mariners playing really good ball right now. And, you know, mm. it'd be nice that they can take the, if they take the game tonight and then tomorrow is just kind of a, I don't want to say a bonus game, but you know, it's, you got the series in your back pocket. You can kind of manage that game accordingly. So uh, yeah, I'm just, I'm just worried about winning series at this point. I don't think that you, you've, you've swept the teams you need to sweep to sweep. Uh, you know, you've won that, that long, that incredible stretch they had to go on or whatever you've done that now so just just win yeah. series you'll be fine colby can you win a division in the first corner yes yeah, we'll see about that <laughs> that's the test with the rangers <laughs> I mean, we'll see we'll see that that's gonna do it for our show thank you so much for joining us here on the locked on mariners podcast again you can catch the mariners and the white Sox tonight on the mariners hometown broadcast with sirius xm via the sxm app for Colby Patnode, I'm Titan Gonzalez. Be sure to give us a follow on Twitter at LO underscore Mariners. You can follow me at Dane Gonzalez. That's D-A-N-E-G-N-Z-L-Z. And Colby at CPAT11. That's C-P-A-T-1-1. You can also find all that stuff in the description of this episode. Thank you again for making us your first listen. Have yourself a beautiful baseball day. and We'll see you after the game tomorrow. Peace.